You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Hey, it's Bilal Bakani at Bilal V87 on Twitter. And the headline of SmackDown has nothing to do with the WWE draft. It is that Evil Bailey has won back the SmackDown women's title. So we'll get told the draft nonsense later because it really had nothing to do with the main event aside from the fact it was on SmackDown. We had Charlotte Flair defending her SmackDown Women's Championship, which she had just won Sunday night at Hell in a Cell, five days later, against Bailey. But things were very different from the very start of this match. When Bailey came, da- came out, they, the Bailey buddy, buddies were flying. She found what I could only describe as a pickaxe, although a very modern one. And brutally murdered these flying, flailing, inflatable tube men, not unlike you would see in Family Guy. And she also debuted some new ring gear, a new haircut, a shorter cut. And upon beating Charlotte in what was another excellent match, she cut a promo that started with bitches and screw you all is how it ended. So big, big news. Evil Bailey becomes SmackDown Women's Champion in an epic match. So let's get through the draft. So, SmackDown starts with Roman Reigns taking on Universal Champion Seth Rollins for the first pick. Except that Raw had the first pick every time, so this was garbage, and there's a match like this on Raw on Monday, and I don't think that'll change. Rollins was lining up for the curve stomp when The Fiend Bray Wyatt appeared. Coming out of the ring, which was a nice touch, and sort of attacking Seth, pulling him in and out of the ring, and then his head popped out of the ring. And I guess this was a Raw-on-Raw DQ that allowed them to win, which kind of doesn't make a lot of sense. (coughs) So, and and we got kind of a shot of Fox's, uh, Fox and USA's draft rooms. I like that the NFL robot was there. That was a good touch. Um, So Seth won via DQ. And to explain, WWE is only drafting 30 superstars tonight, 40 on Raw. Which, by the way, is stupid. Because if SmackDown is the A show, draft from the whole damn roster. Don't give me some A and B baloney. These are not how drafts work. But whatever. So here we go. And by the way, anyone who's not drafted will be a free agent. So needless to say, there will be a lot of free agents. Because tonight, we picked about 20 out of 30 superstars. I'd imagine Raw would be much the same. So about 10 to 20, probably 20 free agents, maybe more. Maybe 25, 30 when we're done. Stephanie McMahon uh, was announcing the picks, which I guess is fine. She's used to Vince yelling in her ear. And it's really a powerless position. So we get to round one. The first pick for Raw is their women's champion, Becky Lynch. Makes sense. Becky deserves it. SmackDown took Roman Reigns because, well, he is in the opening. And, you know, he's The Rock's cousin and the show is SmackDown. So, okay. Raw... Then made a very smart pick and took the OC and AJ Styles. SmackDown took the feed Bray Wyatt. Pretty smart pick. And Raw took Drew McIntyre, which was pretty high in the order. We got a shot of the SmackDown uh, draft war room. Pretty excited. We got the panel with Renee Young and Booker T. Sort of a tease to their SmackDown FS1 show. That's coming up and probably won't be available in Canada, unfortunately. And she was joined by Beth Phoenix and Samoa Joe. Uh, The only highlight here was Joe joking about... Renee keeping the lights on in her apartment because she had this job. That was pretty funny. Now, I have to (coughs) address something here. It did... WWE put out the draft list in order of their best superstars, and that's basically how they got drafted. And the order didn't change, so this was a little too predictable, but luckily 
I think most of us who aren't on Twitter didn't realize this till it was too late. King Corbin came out, cut a promo, basically saying it didn't matter where he w- would be drafted. He'd kick butt and, you know, he'd face off with Shorty Gable. Before they fought, we got a cool cameo with uh, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck on uh, talking about, you know, generic draft baloney that wasn't really specific to anything, but a cool touch for anyone who doesn't know Troy Aikman is one of the best athletes turned broadcasters ever and uh, is practically a Jedi master in there. Corbin won the match because him and Chad Gable are going 50-50 at this point. The Shorty Gable thing really stuck. It was part of his graphics and his entrance and the announcement. But if it gets it o- gets him over, I'm cool with that. We then had round two of the draft. This match really had no implication on it. Randy Orton was uh, the pick for Raw. Seventh overall was Sasha Banks. You'd go to SmackDown and, you know, blue hair, blue gear. Makes sense. <coughs> and, and with Orton, you'd get some new matchups. Ricochet would stay on Raw with the eighth pick. The ninth pick would see Braun Strowman go to SmackDown. It makes a lot of sense with this Tyson Fury rivalry. And we'd get Bobby Lashley staying on Raw. Odds are Lana, who's a free agent, will probably join him. The USA executives, obviously being clueless, uh, celebrated quite heavily to Randy Orton. I can only imagine somebody ran in after and said, by the way, do you know about that thing backstage with Orton and employees and his private members? And that celebration died. I can only imagine. um, But the sheer... Of all the guys to cheer for for being drafted, you really didn't have to make it Randy Orton. But oh well. We got to the panel again. They talked about Lana sticking with Lashley and how that would elevate his pick, which I think is a very good point. Uh, But Joe, being the smart guy he was, turned it straight to Ricochet, and Booker T struggled to say Braun Strowman. Make sure you don't miss that FS1 show, kids, with Renee Young and Booker Z. Moving on. We found out after a video package that Tyson Fury would face Braun Strowman at Crown Jewel, so the Saudi oil money can't do anything. We immediately after that found out that, well, maybe this is a commercial break, I don't remember. Brock Lesnar <coughs> will face Cain Velasquez at Crown Jewel. Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman came out to address the situation when they were interrupted by Rey Mysterio and Cain Velasquez. Got a little bit of Rey, got a little bit of Cain. Very good stuff. I'm actually about as excited as I could be for a Brock Lesnar title match. This should be very good. We then had the New Day, who were backstage to tease their six-man tag with the OC. The kickoff team from NFL at noon or whatever, they pumped up the draft. We had a very nice little breast cancer um, story, sort of a video package, leading to a Belf uh, presentation. And I cannot do this justice. Please check it out on YouTube. Uh, If you've been touched by cancer, I think this will mean... As it does to me, it'll mean something special to you, and it was just a great moment. The New Day won. No real connection between Kofi and Brock, so we're totally letting that slide. And here's where the draft got stupid. We're the 11th pick on Raw. Alexa Bliss, but not Nikki, was picked. This upset Fox for I don't know what reason. They responded by picking Lacey Evans on SmackDown, not Natalia. Then Raw took Kevin Owens. The Revival would stay on SmackDown with the titles, which was sort of a slam dunk. Then Natalia went to Raw, but at least Lacey Evans and Natalia are separated. Uh, USA Network celebrated, which they should, because Natalia is a steal here at 15. After a bit of a break, we went right to round four, which is apparently the final round. Raw held onto the Viking Raiders. SmackDown surprised me by taking the Lucha House Party. Raw, seven picks after Alexa decided, well, we might as well take Nikki. 
uh, showing how little WWE cares about them, not even counting them as a team, which is bizarre. And really, uh, should Nikki have gone higher than Alexa? Isn't she a better wrestler? Anyways. SmackDown then took heavy machinery to show you how far down the peg they are. And then Raw, in a relative sleeper pick, took the Street Profits. Although, they haven't really wrestled as opposed to heavy machinery. Nikki's a former champion. Lucha House Party is three people who are all very capable and former champions. And the Viking Raiders are also much more pushed. So I don't know how much of a sleeper they are. Um, but compared to Lacey Evans, that's like... The fact that Kevin Owens went a pick after Lacey Evans... It's crazy. Uh, anyways, I want to quickly point out, from what I can tell, here's the list of who was not drafted. Cesaro, who would have been the highest ranked if you're drafting off the WWE.com list, which most of them were. Humberto Carrillo, who's, as far as I know, still part of NXT and 205 Live. Uh, Akira Dezawa, who's still part of 205 Live. Sin Cara, who, man, he should just join the Lucha House Party so he can go on a show. Eric Young, which makes a lot of sense. EC3. Shorty Gable, uh, Heath Slater, Drew Gulak. Now, I'll tell you right now, I would take any of those free agents over Lacey Evans. Any of them. Probably over the Street Profits, too. Because they haven't wrestled. And these all these dudes have. But anyways. I think part of this was just not wanting to have a woman go undrafted, which is... A complimentary thing. It is understandable. We went to the panel. Samoa Joe pumped up Raw. Beth Phoenix pumped up SmackDown. Booker T pumped up Ricochet. I'm not sure why. But okay. Booker T thinks he'll be a superstar. Great. We also found out that Sasha Banks will face Becky Lynch for the first pick on Raw on Monday. But because Raw gets three picks and SmackDown gets two picks, Raw has to win. So, I think you can bet that the number one pick, Becky Lynch, will beat the number seven pick, Sasha Banks, on Monday night. I guarantee it. We also had um, the NFL Insider, I believe it's Jake Glazer, talking about potentially blockbuster trades, which is an interesting caveat. He also mentioned some very good injured superstars who weren't eligible in Samoa Joe and Elias, and also teased that Sonya Deville would be a breakout superstar, which I love, 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 love. And I bet you, I bet you, this means that Sonya's going to SmackDown. It's a hunch, but I will take it. I told you about Bailey and Charlotte. So that was really the show. It was pretty good. You know, the fact that the whole, the matches didn't really work into... The drafting at all is kind of a problem. Sort of two simultaneous shows going on. You know, I would almost rather they had made matches out of the draft picks. You know, you could have had Drew McIntyre face Braun Strowman, or well, I guess we've seen too much of that. But again, this is still WWE's flagship show. So we got Lesnar, we got Heyman, we got Seth, we got Roman, we got The Fiend. <laughs> we got Ray, we got Kane Velasquez, we got Shorty Gable, Corbin, Charlotte, Bailey. So we got a pretty star-studded show. And I like that the draft was pretty succinct. The Monday night portion of this draft will be unbelievable. Obviously with Brock Lesnar 
Seth Rollins, Charlotte, Bailey, the, you know, the women's tag team champions all being on the board. Um, just for the value or the fact that you have three hours and 40 picks, there will be a lot more to happen. Uh, we will probably hear from some free agents who will get sorted out as well, hopefully. And I think there will be a trade. So this all looks really good. And overall, this is really uh, a step in the right direction. And a very excellent show. I'll be back Monday for the second part of the draft. You can follow me at BilalV87 on Twitter. I always love to hear your comments and your tweets, your jokes, whatever you got. Until Monday, I'm out. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.